welcome to another podcast by Medium John Schaefer. Today we're going to talk about mediums and prophets and seers through the ages. And today we're actually going to talk about the Joan of Arc. Only two of our ancient prophets and seers were women that could be received as a result of the sacrifices that were committed by Volspa almost 8,000 years ago. There has also been the idea that man was superior because of his strength. Of course, we have become more enlightened as they most of the need for strength has passed. Now equipment is used instead of muscle to do the difficult work. Brains instead of muscles is now the needed quality and women are as capable of men and sometimes more so. Joan of Arc, the maid of Orleans, her birthplace was in France. This was part of the country that enabled people to believe in the phenomena because of the many spiritual and psychic manifestations. The King of France and the Duke of Burgundy had proof of that phenomena. The King and Duke had used the area for a battleground for years in the woods near Joan's home was a giant oak tree. It was called the Parsian Oak. On its branches, a ritual took place after each battle, regardless of who won. The prisoners and the sympathisers of the other group were hung. The spirits of the people which were hung were always seen around and about the tree, and many times voices could be heard from invisible sources. A prophet in France had predicted that a virgin would save France from the English. The prophecy took place many years before Joan's birth. The people of Domery were always watching and waiting for the birth of a girl to save their country from the English. Joan's education was minimal and she appeared to have no interest in books. She loved her church and all that went with it. Her mediumship began at an early age, at the age of seven. She used to sit under the Parsian oak and converse with the spirits. At the age of 13, as she played in the garden, two beautiful spirits appeared to her, and they instructed her to continue going to church and be a good girl. Her life changed from that time on because she seemed to sense there was a divine plan of which she was a part. The two spirits she called St. Catherine and St. Margaret because she prayed to them. Every day in church, in the natural course of events, to the spirits the name probably did not matter, as she marked them for her identification. But what really counted was that she had communication and guidance. Now, just before Joan's 15th birthday, her angels appeared to her again. They advised her to go to the King of France and restore his kingdom. Her parents placed before her many obstacles and even said she was promised in marriage to a known young man at an early age. After prior communication with the spirits, Joan declared she was ready to go. She went to the home of an uncle who believed in a mission and she asked him to go to M. D. Baldicott 
as advised by the spirits, to ask him to arrange an audience with the king. The uncle did so, but Baldicott was not interested. The undaunted Jones started on foot to the city, and on the way she met him. She convinced him that her mission was divine. After many delays, the audience was arranged, and when she arrived at the king's court, the king sought to deceive her and switch his places with the courtier. When Joan entered, she took three steps towards the throne and turned to a group of courtiers and singled out the king from among the group. She knelt at his feet and asked him why he had tried to deceive her when heaven had sent her to restore his kingdom. He asked her to give him more evidence and she answered him saying that he was the rightful heir to the throne and that he had been questioned about his rights because of his mother Isabella's lifestyle and only that day had prayed for her guidance. The king admitted it was all true. After many delays she was promented with a commission and a sword but the sword did not satisfy her. She was told by her spirit guides there was a sword buried in the old cemetery which belonged to St Catherine and they wanted her to have it. The fact the sword was found exactly where the spirit said it would added to her popularity with the upper ranks of the army. Clad in white, it must have seemed odd to see a beautiful damsel with white banner on a white horse leading an army to attack the English. In a very short time she conquered the English armies and the dolphin was crowned, as it had been promised by the spirits. Joan, a simple pleasant girl, through the guidance of spirit, had accomplished what experienced generals were actually incapable of doing. At the dolphin's coronation at Realms, she stood by his side with the white banner unfurled. When the coronation was completed, her spirit guides told her to return home, as a mission was accomplished. The king persuaded her to stay, saying that it was her duty to her country. Joan stated that the spirit's force had left her because of disobeying them and staying in the army. The king and his desire for material pleasures overcame his sense of loyalty to Joan. He deserted her in a time of need. The generals were jealous of her success and they were ready to betray her. At the Battle of Fort Campaign, she was retreating from the enemy and stood at the fort's gate covering the retreat. When the troops were within the fort, the gates were closed and Joan was left outside. She was taken prisoner by the victorious army and sold to the church. There were many that were not convinced of her divine mission. The English in the church demanded her death and she was burned at the stake. Her last words were, O Bishop, the voices were right. I hear them now. In saving my king, I have done the will of God. This appears to be just another plot on the church's reputation. Another person paid with her life. Because of the ignorance of the pervaders of Christianity, the church has sought to make reputation by making her a saint. But this only satisfied the church conscience. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast and I do hope that you will listen to very many. Thank you once again.
John Chafer is a spiritual medium, psychic advisor, working for over 15 years in churches and halls in the UK, having had the pleasure of working abroad. He's also a reverend, available for weddings, funerals and blessings. He's available for Skype, telephone, FaceTime calls and private readings. You can contact John at johnchaff43 at aol.com or 07947 689 217 or go to the website www.johnchafer.org.uk